Welcome to another epic episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we will learn how to become profitable as filmmakers. And guys, it will mean the world to me if you leave a five-star review and subscribe to this channel for more awesome content. Let's get into it. Another week, another live. Today, we're going to be talking to Jake Weisler. He works full-time for a full-time filmmaker, and he is one of those dudes that took his side hustle and turned it into his full-time hustle. And I want to sit down with him, pick his brains, bring as much value as possible to you guys. I have ultimate, ultimate respect for him. He just joined, and I just want to bring him on and tell him to his face what I think of like what he's got going on. So let's let's bring him on. What's going on, Jake? How's it going, man? Welcome. Thanks, um, man. Just Thanks for having before me. we get started, I mean, I know both of our communities are on so people can see, especially your, your people know who you are. I feel like 90% of my crew knows who you are just because, okay. you know, there's so many modern day filmmakers that are basically doing it all. So like, you know, the whole full-time filmmaker culture and what you encompass, I feel like that's what's going down nowadays. Like you can't really be, you know, anything but the Renaissance man, if you really want to be successful in this industry. Right. And, you know, I just, I just can't think of anybody than like one, what your guys's culture is and what you guys are doing as like full-time filmmaker. And then for just following you and seeing, you know, your day to day and all the work that you put in. And I just, you, just by looking at you, you look like you're 15. So for yep. you being this young and putting in that much hustle, that's the name of the game. That's why I wanted to jump on and just talk to you and be like, what's that mindset like? So why don't you take a second, introduce yourself, and then we'll jump right in. Okay, yeah, dude, <laughs> no, I, I get that. I look like a 12 year old all the time um, and it happens. But yeah, I'm uh, Jake Weisler. Um, I've been filming. I started filming in middle school, really. I'm 25 now. Um, I picked up a camera when I was in middle school with my little brother, and we would make like YouTube sketches all the time. Uh, they're private, they're gone, they're, they're, not, they're nowhere to be found now. Um, yes. But we really, we really enjoy making comedy sketches. Um, and we, we got, I have to say, we got pretty good at it. We had some, a few viral videos, and um, I met some filmmakers through that process, and um, those filmmakers kind of helped me grow out of comedy sketches and into kind of more narratives. And we started doing like short films, won a few film contests, just had like a good time um, up through high school. And then I kind of gave it up um, when I was 18 and said like, I didn't really know this world existed. I just kind of thought it was like a fun little thing you can do as a hobby. Um, and so I kind of gave it up and just kind of looked for other things. And then I went to college. Um, and so this was, I was 20, I was 20 ish when I, I filmed my first wedding video actually, and someone paid me for it. And that was kind of when I realized, okay, you can make money doing this. And then ever since then, I've just been chasing that dream and uh, doing what I love for work. I think that's one thing that we should start talking about. And that's a good point that you brought up that, you know, you were doing it and then you had to stop because you just felt like, well, let's get serious. Yeah. I always hated that notion, right? Because right. I mean, in both parts of my family, from my mom's side, from my dad's side, you know, that is not a concept. Nobody's ever done what I've done uh, right. and being in this field, you know? So there's always, there was always this like thing that was unsaid, but sort of like whenever you're done playing and get yeah. serious, do something with your life. And even when I got out of college and started working, um, couple of my freelance gigs, I felt like this is how I was treated, like where I'm talking to people that I'm working for, you know, it's a small business and it's like, they're half in, half out. And they're kind of looking at me like, you know, you're young, you should do something with your life. And I'm just thinking to myself, what, what am I doing? Like, that's exactly what yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing something <laughs> no, exactly. with my life. So I feel like, you know, a platform like full-time filmmaker or having these conversations is so important because it used to be looked at as like, that's something you do on the side. Right. And the kind of numbers that, you know, like, I mean, you guys are showing in your webinars or whatever I looked at. I mean, it's, it's like somebody who would be a CEO of like four different companies making it here, <laughs> you know? So it's like, this is real life. Nobody's yes. scamming nobody. We're here changing lives. And I feel like it's a very important topic that 
And, and one more thing that I want to talk about, and then I want to, you know, put the ball in your court, which is people still have this negative connotation with like talking about art and business. Like they get all bummed out about it. They're just like, hey, keep the sales to yourself. Just talk about like the art side of things. And I feel like right. that is the biggest mistake. This is the reason why a senior editor would be getting paid what a junior help this guy makes, because we right. don't want to talk about money. We don't want to discuss that. What's your take on that? No, I, I completely agree. I think at the end of the day, too, it, I, you got to change your mindset from um, I can't do this to I can do this. Like you, you got to prove for me, it was proving to myself and to the people around me who thought it was just a side hustle that, no, I, I can make money. And what really did that for me was um, I had just got married um, four or five years ago and I was working this job and I was making 800 bucks a month. And I was working as hard as I could. I had another job I was trying to make, um, doing this online thing. My wife was working, we were broke. Um, and then I got contacted by a friend who said, hey, could you film this real estate property for me? And I was like, oh, sure. He's like, I'll pay you 800 bucks. And I was like, hold on. Like, and so I went and did it. I edited the video the next day. He paid me right away. And I was like, I just made my monthly paycheck in a day. And so the next week, I just started going all in. I started buying more gear. I started investing and then charging more and then within three months i quit both my jobs and said no I, i'm making more now and it was scary because it wasn't recurring right it was all like what can you do but it, it's it's deciding that like if you want to do it invest in yourself you know because if you don't invest in yourself nobody else will invest in you so you got to put the time in and get, put the money in or else, especially the time the education the practice you, you know or else nobody will take it seriously and, and you'll never be able to prove it to yourself that you can't do it for a living 1000% dude, I, I just couldn't agree more. And I feel like another thing that I hear from just like this story is that you heard your inner voice, you heard that thing, that gut feeling and you ran with it. And that's another yeah. thing, right? Like there's so much analysis paralysis here that people are just like, hey, Kazi, I want to jump on this project, but I just can't decide on the monitor. I'm like, what, dude? Like, yeah, you're missing the point. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that's another thing to like touch base on. Uh, I also want, I'm interested to hear that whole transformation of like, you know, you're, you're, so you're doing your own weddings. Eventually you get into that. And then how did you hook up with Parker and how did that whole thing happen? Yeah. So, so right when I got married, um, I was, I had done a few weddings for like friends and got paid a few hundred bucks here and there. They were so bad. I, I was, I started off at level zero, you guys. And I saw this ad for Parker's course. He had just launched it a few months ago, a year ago. And I was just like, just immediately attracted to what he was selling. And he wasn't selling his course. He was selling a lifestyle where you can make a living with just your camera traveling the world. And I was like, I, I want that. Like, if that's an option, I, I was paying 1400 bucks for my, my college tuition. And that was every penny I had. And I was like, what am I learning? Nothing. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And I, I couldn't afford his, his class. But then my wife said, you know what? Like, if this is what you want to do, go for it. And so I bought his course. And then that same week, he, he sent out a DM to his followers and said, hey, I need extras for a music video. Who's available? And I was like, I didn't write. I was like, please let me come. He's like, yeah, come on. So I went and just was an extra on one of his shoots. Um, I had, didn't even have a camera yet. I had, like a, I had a Canon T2i um, is what I was working with at the time. And after the shoot, I was like, I'm just going to shoot my shot. And I was just like, what are the chances of me working for you? And he said, well, send me your reel and uh, we'll talk about it. And I was like, frick. So I went home, I put together my reel. It was so bad. Um, it was my crappy weddings, a few shots from my honeymoon, 720p. Um, and he replied like, yeah, like, all right, like keep working, keep up the good work, man. Like maybe one day. And I was like, okay, I'm not there. So I worked my butt off practicing. I applied everything he taught in his course to a T. I, I went out and I just really tried to show that like, not to him, but, but to me, like, hey, if he's not even going to consider me, nobody will. So I got to put the hours in. So I tried to get better practice. I shot for free like a thousand times to anybody who would let me just shoot them or any company that would let me create a free promo for him. And then finally he had another shoot. Um, another wedding shoot that I offered to help with. And he's, he let me come. And again, I asked him, like, let me work for you. He said, well, I have needs. And if you can fill them, great. If not, like, whatever. So I was like, okay. So then I set my new reel. And I told him, hey, I just quit my jobs thanks to your course. And now a full-time filmmaker. And that impressed him. He said, okay, some kid just put in hours. Because the kid I saw three months ago sucked. 
Um, so how did you go full time? And so I showed him and he was impressed and so he said, okay, come on my team part time. I need some help. Um, and so for me, I attribute a hundred percent of my success to having a mentor. Like obviously I put the work in, but Parker was always there from the beginning of my career to really guide me and show me like, Hey, this is, this is how you do things or here's, here's a way to do this or try this, give me harsh feedback. Um, so I could grow and, and that's just been a recurring thing. And then after about a year working for him, he hired me on full time. And I've been worth it ever since. And I gave up my weddings and just put all my time into this. And I love this. And I gave up weddings last year to try new things, commercials and short films. And I'm loving that. I'm fulfilled. And, and I'm making money doing it. You know, it's just like, it's the dream. I'm living it. Dude, what I get from this, once again, is, you know, persistence, dedication, humility. Absolutely. It, you know, and it's... Fuck, man. I wish I was that wise, like at your age. I mean, I, I was just, I was that stupid guy who goes to college, spend hun hundreds of thousands of dollars. I still owe, I think, a little over 100,000 just because you know that. The, that makes me cringe, bro. I know. The APR on, on those are like, it doesn't matter. You can make million and send million a month or a year, and you'll still be paying for 18 years. I don't know how does the math work. I'm not a mathematician, <sighs> but it's something crazy. But the crazy thing is for Parker to have that and opening up that door for you, that's one part of the equation. You sure. have to pick up the ball. Somebody can drop the ball in your court. Absolutely. You have to pick it up and run with it. And I feel like creating a culture like that, which is what the vibe is. Anytime I see any of his videos, by the way, the video about the Christmas and what you guys did got me, you know, I mean, I was crying. I mean, yeah. I, like just flat out, like I was crying. That was like something that it, it was beyond inspirational where like I started having a dialogue with my wife and I was like, what kind of things we can do right now to start making Love a that. difference? Instead of, like putting it that. off, mm -hmm. you know? So that was just something that, you know, I mean, you just, you know, relay my message and just let them know that that was massive. Like, you know, yeah. that, that's like a real life changing thing and something that becomes much more than what you and I are doing mundane, like, you know, day in and day out. Dude, that's what, that's what Parker teaches all of us all the time. He's, he's always asking us in every meeting and every, he's always saying like, do you love what you're doing? Like, if you're not happy with what I'm asking you to do, let's fix it. Let's change it. And Parker's like, I have, like, you know, we're making this money. We're, we're doing what we love. How can we help other people? And so he was like, let's, let's, he want him and his wife decided to start this nonprofit and, and remodel that home. And they want to do it every year. And it's just like, I was like, man, like, look at the environment I get to work in and, and live in. And it's just like, but, but people think, people think you have to, you have to go to school to do this. And, and I, I agree with some of that, but at the same time, like college and education is the means to an end. And so if you find your end, like, forget the means, you know, just work hard. If, if you know you can get to that end without the means, just go for it. No, dude. And it's so beautiful. And, and just even seeing that it's not like, you know, you're just clocking in and out, right? Like, I mean, you're, yeah. get, get, you're getting your own space for you to put out your own course. I mean, to my understanding, the videography or, or the wedding videography course is all you, right? Like, or majority right. of it is you. So, I mean, you know, you, you got a platform like the full-time filmmaker, you get to shine, put out your own product. And then there's a DaVinci Resolve editing course that you guys recently put out, yep. you know, which, which is um, the name escapes me. Uh, Landon, is that right? Landon. Landon. Mm -hmm. Landon. So like, you know, he, he, he gets to shine. He, he gets to do his thing. So I feel like building a culture like that, and especially somebody that's coming from the corporate side, Dude, this is like a trillion times better, bro. Like 2012, I mean, everybody heard that story. Like in 2012, I sent out an email that I knew for a fact is going to get me fired. My supervisor was my, you know, my dude. And my, I sent the email to my director and, you know, we went for a cigarette break or he went for a cigarette break. He took me outside and he said, are you sure you want to hit send? Are you sure you want to send this? Because once you do that, I can't help you. And I'm and like, no, dude, I'm done. I'm done. I went to school. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. And right now I feel like a monkey with a camera on my back. I walk around and this dude tells me, hey, put the camera down, shoot this way. Hey, stop shooting, start dancing. Like just do all these freaking things. Yeah. And I'm just doing it. And I'm getting paid pennies, bro. And I'm traveling like 70% of the time. My self-esteem is gone. I'm done. Like this is not worth it. There has to be a better way. Yep. So 
I just have like such a thing about like that. Like even when I'm working with, uh, because a lot of my clients are corporate, I just like put my foot down so hard as soon as I like jump into a project and I tell them it's going to be this, that, and the other thing yeah. or That's else, you. Yep. you know, go, go work with someone else. And they're like, yo, like, I mean, it feels like you have a chip on your shoulder. And I'm like, yes, I really do. I really do. I'm sorry. Like, you know, somebody's done this and this is just the way it is until we fix it. And, and you know what you're doing? Like, you know, like, I don't know that that's the hardest part is, is changing your mindset from this is a hobby to this is my job and I'm going to own it. That's the hardest part. It, it was hard for me. Like, like, I'm not, I'm not just like some videographer, you know, I'm not just right. like, this is my profession. I want to do this long term. And so I got to treat it like that and act like that and be professional and put my foot down and I don't care who, who hates me. Oh no, exactly. Dude. I mean, seriously, I, I don't know if you've experienced this. Like, I don't know how often you work on a project and then you go home and you see, you know, it looks completely different the next day because Parker went in and just opened up your project and started messing with everything. But that has happened to me, you know, at so many different places, like where I'll work on a freaking project and I cut this, you know, Nissan spot and it's epic. Yeah. I turn it in, I do the sound design and everything. They send it to their sound designer because they didn't want an editor to like sound design it. So they send it out to their sound designer. He basically completely misses the cue, takes out all the reverb, and now all the hits are just flat. They just cut out. Like there is no like boom, like that just goes into the abyss. And like Ugh. I watch the final edit, <laughs> I'm cringing. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the F happened? Like, how did right. this happen? And that's just like one example. It happens all the time to a point where now. I don't give people my DaVinci Resolve project file. Like I just, I make this clear. I'm like, you will not get a project file from me. I'm sorry, but it's, it's happened way too many got, times. Yeah. Dude, it happens all the time where it's like, I'll see the spot. And then this one shot particularly has too much magenta in the lower end. And I'm like, I open up my project and I'm like, I didn't have that. And I'm like, Hey, you know, Josh, like what happened here? And he's like, Oh bro. Uh, yeah, we, we, you know, we just had to go in and we had to touch it a little bit. We didn't want to bug you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it looks like garbage now. I can't put it on my site. I cannot share it with anyone. <laughs> you know, you're dead to me. Yeah, dude, you have to be that way, though. I mean, at the end of the day, that that's how you grow, though, right? Like that, That's people always ask, like, well, how do I land more clients? Well, you know, put out your work put out your, your best work. And if it's not your best work, then it's useless. Like if you're trying to grow, especially your, your portfolio is, is payment. Like the shots you get will get your next job. And if, and if they're money or if the client ruins them, like, why'd you do it? You know? Right. Jake, I want to start going into some of the questions that came in. Do it. And do it. I think there's nobody better to ask than you since you guys basically work with any and every type of camera equipment under the sun. Somebody said, what's a good camp? Canon camera to start with uh, as a beginner? That's a great question, man. Uh, there's no, there's no right answer. Um, I don't know if you saw our video. We can, we, uh, we did a shootout where I was given the Canon SL2. Um, it's a very entry level $600 camera DSLR. Um, and then we gave a beginner who had been shooting for like a month, the red weapon, $30,000 setup. And we went head to head. Um, and my results ended up being better because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what camera you have. And we all, we all say that, even though we shoot on a res, we say that, and we, I believe it, it's how you use it. And it, it's the experience behind it. So you can start with any camera you have. We're, we're working on a course right now with smartphones and achieving amazing footage of smartphones. It, it doesn't matter. I, change your mindset to be like, what camera do I need to like, what skills do I need to make my camera? I have look great. But to answer the question, because I will. Um, I, I love the EOS R. I think for an entry-level camera, it's an amazing camera. The SL2, if you're even on a smaller budget, if you want to kind of make a good investment, um, kind of help your quality long-term and improve your quality and showcase your quality, I think the Canon EOS R5 or R6 are great cameras. If you want something more old, used, Mark IV. I mean, there's no right answer, man. There's just so many questions. I mean, so many good cameras out there. I know, I know. I uh, and just I learn to use what you have. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, just to touch on that a little bit, I just couldn't agree more with like starting out first because I feel like that when I read a question like that, to me, it's more of like a outlook or the attitude thing, you know, where right. it's just like, 
how are you looking at you know your career how are you looking right. at what you're doing like i always laughed about it and said you know even when i was editing and grading wedding videos i'm like i want them to win an emmy in like right. their category the storytelling has to be that good the color has to be that good and people would always laugh they would be like dude you're the yeah either you're the most naive human being we've ever met or you're on to something and i'm like that's just my attitude i'm sorry like until i work on game of thrones i'm going to act like i'm working on game of thrones that's like it doesn't matter tempo, bro you have the mindset already that's why you're killing it that's you the, know and that. it just and i i mean you know so that's what i'm saying i mean i i listen to you and every single thing that you're saying the only thing that i can think of that i wish i had your mindset when i was as young as you <laughs> like i mean it's just crazy and i feel like this is the thing that we want to keep you know emphasizing on and put out for people that guys what he just said i mean that he's not running away from the question it's just like hey there are yes there are legit choices that you can pick from like for my youtube videos i don't need a $16000 canon c500 mark 2 i don't need that great camera we know that with right. the compression and everything that happens by the way i want to take a quick detour when you post a video on youtube it doesn't matter the gamma shift blah 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 if you watch it on chrome it will always be on the cooler side it it's going to have magenta and blues and i want you to try that and then okay. pop open your video in safari and then put it next to your premiere project or davinci resolve project and look at it safari will give you the most accurate like you know what it's supposed to look like chrome will make it look like crap that's just a thing for everybody that's listening like when you guys are just yeah, you're just killing me right now i hate it i know by the way like i mean yeah so i'll i'll dm you like i'm going to right after this bro i know i know and i'm going to i'm going to send you the i'm going to dm you the settings that you need to do especially if you're in davinci resolve to get the proper conversion uh when you're making a video because it's part of my webinar and i don't want to just i i want people to work for it i don't want to just throw it out because yeah. you no, said something let them work for it <laughs> Little, like you know what i mean you yeah. say it here nobody's going to listen anyways cuz you know how it is like you get the same question all the time we do um that, at the end of the day too i i've noticed um when i was starting out and i i was i was in a very saturated market of wedding videographers here in utah everyone's doing it everyone their friend someone's doing it cheaper and i was like okay instead of competing with them i'm just going to beat them um i'm going to put in 90% more work than they do and so my prices will be higher but the quality will be noticeable um and that's it. at the end of the day a lot of people who are asking me all these questions like how do i get started how do i land more clients how do i i'm not booking they're just not doing anything and some are you know some some are i don't want to exclude everyone but you you got to be willing you you got to work for it you got to you got to practice you got to apply you got to humble yourself you got to take feedback you got to ask for feedback um or else you're just, you'll never you'll never grow um and and watching a 1 hour webinar is is the the least you can do to start that journey exactly and and you know one thing that attracts me the most you know uh just about your journey and i got to put that out there is your humility because it's really crazy for what you have accomplished at your age and you're always like you know oh dude yeah like this is going to be amazing like let's do this like that sort of attitude is so contagious because It doesn't matter how big or small you are if somebody has that attitude you're going to go really far. Right. Uh because you know we can't live our lives uh being you know scared or jaded, right? Like all right. this thinking that somebody's out there to get us. Like we kind of right. have to just like I tell everybody that hey, the number one like you know uh, element to being successful is be naive. Just go in. Just give your 100% go in do your best see what happens you know my wife shoots a music video with a6500 everything on auto she brings it back i grade it and uh, she's like what do you think i'm like this is probably the best thing that's out right now like the way it looks it looks freaking phenomenal yeah. it's like i'm not making that up and that pumped her up so much that she's like i want to shoot another music right. video you know and the I truth is it. like it's it's not all lie like it was really good and if we look up everybody's story whether it's fincher or whoever if you read about it there was that catalyst somewhere you know there is that one person for that you know particular individual that they are who they are because right. somebody did the right thing for them but then they had to put in the work to go the extra mile so 
I want to now get a little granular on that, what you just said, which is, you know, you have to put in the hustle. So let's start with you. Um, and I want to see when you were, when you said like, hey, you know, if somebody is starting out today, they want to, like not really today, today, but say they've been kind of dabbling with it, but now they want to yeah. get serious about it. Right. Do you have like a quick, you know, 21 day roadmap uh, that you can just share, you know, with people that are listening. Yeah, absolutely. And and honestly, it just comes from my boss because it's a formula that worked for me, uh, Parker. Um, and, and what I say is, or what he says and what we tell everyone is, is free to fee. If you, if you don't, if you can't invest right now, if you want to say like, Hey, I got, I got to make money to prove that I'm, I can buy this equipment that will make me more money, you know, cause you, you do, you, you got to prove to yourself that like, okay, I'm gonna do this full time. And before I quit my jobs, I didn't just quit and go full time. I said, okay, I'm going to prove to myself that I can make more money doing this. And then I quit. Right. So if you're just starting out and you want to get to that point, the 21 day plan, um, I just say free to fee. Um, and that's what Parker says. And, and that's when you, you offer your free services. Um, and then you use that content to then land more clients that will pay you. And people will say like, well, you know, the, people always say like, well, don't work for exposure. And it's not exposure when, when you're just starting out, when you have nothing in your portfolio, there's no reason for someone to hire you unless there's a good Samaritan, right? Your, your payment on every project you do in the beginning of your career, that content is payment. Um, my first two weddings, that was payment, even though I didn't get paid because they landed me paying gigs. My first two commercials, I didn't get paid for. I just asked, I needed this in my portfolio because now when brands see my page, they say, oh, you've done commercials. Now I can hire you. But when they're, when they're shopping around for videographers and I have zero content and then someone has two, three, even one video, they're going to go with that person because they can at least see what they're going to get as a result. And they're taking a huge chance on me. So if you want to get serious, ask your friends, find local businesses. I asked like three local businesses when I was getting started. I asked all my friends who are getting married and just say, I won't charge you. Let me film you guys in your wedding outfit. Let me come on your wedding day. If you guys aren't planning on hiring one, just let me come. And that, that, portfolio landed me thousands of dollars in the future until eventually I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm doing this regularly. I'm, I know I count my system down. I'm distributing my content to people who need to see it. I'm going to quit my jobs and do this full time. And that was a huge risk. Like my wife and I were scared. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out, but just one thing led to another and then one thing led to another. So just be confident, go out there and film free to feed. Dude, I love that. And it's also FDF. So it smart. is FTF, real smart. Um, it's this formula, bro. It works. <laughs> dude, I love it. It's, it's the truth. And I want to just touch base on that. Don't ever feel bad, you know, working for free and then leading into like charging somebody because uh, just know you're not the only one that's doing it. I work with big companies that, you know, I can't mention their names, but they have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars for spec spots just to land Lexus, just to land those big clients. So you're bidding on those jobs, right? You got to show them what you're capable of. So showing them a generic reel is one thing. Right. Showing them a $500,000 spot that is just a spec spot and showing them that, hey, we put 80 people team behind this. We're this right. serious about your exactly. product. Exactly. That's how you get millions of dollars of freaking client. And then they're going to just open the floodgates and they're going to be like, okay, that's a $4 million a year retainer. You got like, we're working with you guys. Just make it happen. Exactly. And, and when I was doing weddings full time, um, I was, I was stuck doing local weddings. I was, I felt, I met my cap. I, I could charge. And I was like, I got to break into destination weddings. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm working so much, so many hours. I want to work less, but make more. And so I had this Hawaii wedding come along. And I said, I'll do it for free, cover my travel costs and my team. I'll do your wedding for free. And they're like, no way. So they did, I did it. And that wedding was huge. It was gorgeous. And it was destination. It was wedding. It was tropical. And that landed me so many other. And now I, I've never, like, since then, I never did local weddings except for like friends or family. And I'm always traveling, doing destination, big budget weddings. Because of that one time I decided to eat the paycheck and just, capture the content for my portfolio because the portfolio was the payment and it landed me tens of thousands of dollars in the future. And dude, like so much of it is about the attitude, right? Like, I mean, you got to go to freaking Hawaii, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, 
it's it, it, so much is about the attitude that I want people to understand. It's like, if I go back, if I go back about, I don't know, like, I mean, 10 years, I would have killed to have get my hands on, you know, footage from Alexa or something like that, work on a project like that. So I would have been like, dude, right. just give it to me. I don't care, dude. I will pay you. I right. don't have any money. I'll ask my dad. I'll pay you freaking 50 bucks. Let That's me work on bro. this because this is amazing. And I feel like it's just so much of it is about the attitude. But what you just said, like now it puts you in a completely different caliber, different category. Right. You know, like this is what you do now. This is who you are now. It's like, you know, you charge $200 a day rate. Then you move up to 400. Then you move up to 800. Then you move up to something crazier. Then right. that becomes your norm. Norm That becomes your reality. There was a time when you laughed about and listened to Drake that you made it when you were making 200 a day. Now you're making like 10 times that and you're still kind of like, I think I can push more. I can do exactly. more. And then that becomes the norm. But see, you got to start somewhere. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Love that. All right. Let's talk about this. Are you guys still using Premiere? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. Um, I'm, I'm making, I'm finishing up my first short film that I started in Premiere. I'm almost done with it in Premiere, but I am planning once it's done to fully transition over to DaVinci just because I'm kind of, I'm at that point where, you know, I, I, I grew Final Cut Pro. I felt like I've kind of hit my cap on Premiere and I'm ready. I'm ready to kind of take it seriously, take color grading seriously. Um, Cause I'm shooting a lot more with raw footage now, as opposed to like, well, I was just doing weddings and stuff. So, um, don't judge me too hard, but I, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> no, no, no way, dude. It's all good. Uh, the thing that you're going to miss the most is uh, all the transitions and, you know, everything, like all the uh, templates that you can, we have basically acquired over time for Premiere. Everybody that's in Premiere, right? Like right. I mean, we have so many different types of transitions and all that stuff. And you guys make your own too. So all that is going to, like, unless you, find which i haven't i haven't found like the right set for resolve that's good enough um and a lot of them are not compatible with 17 they might be compatible with 16 stuff like that so i feel like that is the big shift but when i tell people when i talk to people about moving over to resolve i always say don't go cold turkey on adobe because you'll still need illustrator you'll still need photoshop <laughs> after effects all that stuff it's all good and that's one thing that just goes for everybody that you have to make investment. Like, I mean, you know, if you run a store down the street where you sell, I don't know, it's a convenience store, you're going to have to make some investment, right? To have stuff that you have in the store, like right. inventory. Absolutely. It's the same thing. Like people get so bummed out. They're just like, Hey, I don't want to pay for two software. Well, say you pay, I don't know, $300 for DaVinci. Your first job that you land makes you 600 bucks, even as a junior guy. You just paid for the software and then some, you right. know, to move on. So it's like, you know, that's the mindset that people need to get into too. Right. Absolutely. That's it. Let's talk about somebody's asking that, hey, I, I don't live in the United States. I live in like a remote area somewhere in India. And they were like, what is possible if I want to do something in uh, post-production? Like, is there a possibility for me? So, I mean... I have my version of it, but I want to hear like, what's your take on it? If somebody's in post-production, they're in some remote area, can they make something happen in this day and age and how? Yeah, um, we just did a video where, again, we challenged a beginner to edit on Premiere Pro and I used iMovie. Um, again, you guys, it, once you can get past that hurdle and it's so hard because we all love to follow all these, the newest and the latest gear and the latest tech, we have to follow guys, legends like you who, who are doing amazing things on this awesome software. It's like, we get so caught up in that and we think we need it and, and we just don't. You can make amazing things if you just plan on it, right? You can, you can make amazing things on a cheap, crappy camera with a cheap, crappy software in a cheap, crappy area if you just know, know how to execute it better. Um, I, I really do think that location and software and gear are just the last thing on the list of priorities to become a, uh, a talented filmmaker. Obviously those things do play a part, but it's, it's like, if you put the hours in wherever you are with whatever you have, you will just naturally get better. And you will naturally, if you know how to distribute your content, which I think is the key to success is distributing what you do produce to, to land more clients. Um, once you can get there, there's, there should be nothing in your way. I mean, it's like, think about somebody like Daniel, uh, Daniel Schiffer, right? I mean, you look at his content, Right. It's 
it's to a point where I just want to, I want to hit on like not interested on YouTube because it's so good that I don't want to see it. It makes me just feel like all the things or all the ways I'm not as creative. I mean, this dude just grabs his Sony camera and he does things that you're just like, what is happening? And then he puts it together. He makes it look so simple. He's in freaking Final Cut 10 and he's showing you grading and all that. And you're like, it all works. You don't yeah. need resolve. You don't need 18 nodes. Like what he's doing, what he's delivering and the quality that he's bringing to the table, the, the prep work that he's doing before even going into like, you know, shooting anything or grading anything. It just, it's working. Like it it's is. amazing. So it's like, that would be the ultimate example for anybody that's just kind of in that limbo where they're just like, well, I want to do this, but I want to do that. But, you know, like right. just go look at somebody like that and see what they're doing. I just, yeah, dude, I, I, my favorite videos to watch on YouTube is, is people who are taking these crappy cameras, these lower end cameras or just cameras that would surprise you and pushing the limits. And, and then you're, com you're comparing them to like a red quality. Right. And, and for most of us who are just watching this on YouTube or Instagram, you'd be surprised what we can get away with. You could get away with a 720p camera and mark it on Instagram and make it look great. Um, but like you said, it's just, it's all about planning. And, and your vision and executing it the best you can. Right. But I mean, when we talk about when, you know, when Jake and I are talking about planning, that doesn't mean like plan for a year, like and never execute, never do anything. It, right. It's sort of like, you know, I always say like this one thing that, you know, I'm always into the, you know, build a plane while flying it. That's just my mindset. But at the same time, I like that, I like that phrase. You know, but at the same time, when I am building it, I got freaking notepads and whiteboards and all of that. Like, I'm just hashing out all the ideas to be like, what's the best way to do this right now? But I got to do this right now. Like last night, 11 p.m., I get an email from my website developer and she's like, oh, what are the changes that you need? And I'm about to like put on Sin City last night. I wanted to watch it again because I just did a video on it. So then it just made me want to watch it again. Yep. So, so I'm just sitting there, 11 p.m., and I go, oh, like, I don't have a wireframe. I have an idea, blah, blah, blah. I was going to get back to her in a couple of days. I got up, spent like two, three hours, sketched out the whole thing, sent her like a video, like, you know, screen share, mm -hmm. just told her exactly what I wanted. Because if there is something on my plate, I want it done right now and just move on, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I feel like you don't do that once or twice. You don't do that when you feel like it. You need to make that a freaking system. Like you have to build these systems and processes. I'm, I'm big on that. And I feel like once you kind of tie yourself into those things, then you have to do it. Like your brain will just tell you that, hey, something is not right. Like this needs to get done. So you need to get into that attitude. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And then like, just keep, keep going. Don't stop. You can't like, no, like, I mean, I always feel like when I was first getting into the, you know, FCM and, you know, launched my course and all the things that were happening, everything is brand new to me, right? Like, I mean, whatever Parker is doing, like that territory is so brand new. I don't know the first thing about it. I'm a freelancer guy runs, you know, who runs his own company. Like I'm coming from that side. This was like, what is happening? I need to learn Facebook ads and I need to learn sales page and I need so to much. learn this and that. And the, what is happening? Like, I just need uh -huh. to make videos on color grading. And then I have to figure it all out. And I kept telling my wife, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm running and I'm running too fast and I'm stumbling over and I'm going to fall, but I don't want to fall. I want to keep going. And I just kept feeling like I'm about to fall, but I'm like, I, I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep Yeah, going. I love that. I love that. That's the attitude, man. That's all it's all about. <laughs> you know, brother, I want to, I want to get into, and I want to take, uh, get your take on, uh, what do you think about social media? Is it, is it important in this day and age or can you just be okay kind of sticking to consuming instead of creating and just learn and apply, do your thing? Or is it important to not just consume, but also create and be present in social media today uh, in terms of like being successful as, as a filmmaker? Yeah. Um, it, I think it depends on what your goal is. I think social media, like anything is a distribution um, tool to land you more clients. Um, but I'm sure you do as well. I follow some of the most talented filmmakers in the world who are on social media. Um, it's word of mouth. Um, they, they know people, they're plugged into pipelines of, of businesses and corporations and production companies who know them and, and they, they make a living and they're killing it. 
um, there are people like us who are content creators um, and filmmakers who are, who are going to not just create, but also to, to educate. Um, and so our following plays a huge, a huge role in that. Um, and so we have to be actively creating content on social media and getting our following up. And um, sadly, pros and cons, but sadly, your following validates you a lot right now in this, uh, in this, in this industry, especially as a creative. Um, for me with weddings, the more followers I had meant the more I could charge. If Bride saw I had 10,000 followers, they said, okay, he's worth $2,000. If right. when I was at like 800 followers, I just, I never could do that for some reason. Um, so it just depends. I think, I think what I attribute a lot of my success to, to get to landing my clients when I started was posting quality content consistently. I, w I was trying to take everything I could and, and post it as often as I can, because our boss Parker, he said, content is king, but distribution is queen. So if, if, if you're creating all this great content, so what? If no one's seeing it, what's the difference? And so at the end of the day, I think, yes, you can get by with just, you know, plugging yourself into people's friend groups and, and pipelines. But, but I do think that social media, getting your name out there, establishing your brand opens up the door to so much more than just being like a paid guy in a production house. You can do your own thing. You can do what you're doing, freelancing. Um, you can be doing so much more on your own and making so much more money without a cap because, um, because people know you and you're validated. And social media is is begging you for your secrets and your tricks and so people see your value and say, well, millions of people, hundreds of thousands or thousands of people want this guy's results. I'm going to pay him to do it for me. Yeah. No, dude, I couldn't agree more. And it's it's the ultimate truth to what you just said, which is, you know, you get the freedom. Ultimately, you get to decide what you want to work on. There is no limit. Uh, you can blow up your pipeline, hire some people, you know, subcontract the work, like whatever it is that you want to do, you can do it. So if you have the luxury to do that, why would you choose not to do it? Exactly. And anybody that asks me, because there are so many times I get that question where they're just like, well, now Instagram algorithms are all messed up. So uh, maybe I missed the boat. Like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do it now because, you know, now it's all paid promotion. Mm -hmm. And it's like the time will always be now. Yes, I don't disagree. I, I feel like my Instagram is completely broken. Like, it's different. Like, yeah. it's different. Like, yes, it's different. But at the same time, it, it becomes more about the weight and the quality of your content and the people that are commenting on it compared to how many people are seeing it. And we know that, right? Like the conversion rate versus impressions. Like right. nobody cares for that, right? Like, I mean, I want to send out an email to my email list and tell people, please unsubscribe because the more people I have on my email list, the more I pay per month. And yep. if you don't, if you don't want to do business with me or you don't want anything, and if you don't like the content that I'm putting out, please leave. <laughs> like, leave so my, yeah, yeah. you know, I pay less. So it's like, and like, like how, how old is Instagram? You know, like, like it's still so new. And so like, you could either like let it grow without you or you can jump on the train. I mean, yeah. we, we've had our ups and downs on Instagram, mm -hmm. but but we we're working on figuring out well what po what qualifies as a viral video and just like two months ago we did this frame rate video and it got like a hundred thousand views right away and none of our videos do that usually and so it's like okay like instagram has there's a means to the madness you should figure out what it is and what works for you and what people want to see and don't don't let instagram take off without you you know don't let social media take off without you no, I couldn't agree more. And that was my biggest fall for the longest time. I mean, up until 2019, um, 2020, 2019, 2020 or 2019 is like up until that point, I was just too good for social media. I was too good for YouTube. I was too good for all those things. Right. It's just like, they won't get it. Like they right. won't get it. That attitude is just like, you know, I work with real brands, like they won't get it. And then you're just in truth. Now that I'm on the other side, it's easy for me to talk about it. The truth is that I was just scared because I'm like, you know, if they don't get it, that what if my stuff is not as good as I think that it is? So right. I don't want to put it out there. That is the ultimate fear for 100% of the people. And I'm only speaking for people that are in my place, working at a corporate level, uh, you know, at senior level positions. I'm telling you, that's 100% of the consensus. Like people don't want to put themselves out there because what if, There's you know, always stuff is not as good as like, you know what I mean? Well, we get haters. We get, we get people still, you know, and, and rightfully so sometimes. And sometimes they'll like hate on our videos and, and teach me things. So I'm like, wow, I didn't actually know that. Thank you. You could have said it 
not so douchey, but thank you. I'll, I'll learn that and I'll apply it for next time. And, but Parker always says too, like, you know, like, let's say you're a level six filmmaker out of 10, you know, you're going to get hit on by the sevens, eight, nines, and tens, but you have so much value to offer the ones through fives. Like there's so many people who still need you and, and you may be like number 10, nobody is, but don't let that stop you. And I used to be a huge insecurity of mine, like a huge, I remember posting my very first wedding tutorial on YouTube when I had just joined Parker's team full-time. It was my very first YouTube video and it was about weddings. And I, I was like the bun of every wedding joke. Um, just all these wedding professionals who were obviously better than me felt this need to just hate on it and just and openly criticize it and, and, and act like I was on their level and they were comparing me to them. I'm like, I've been doing this for two years. You've been doing this for 10 years. We shouldn't even be being compared. Like I can still teach people, right? Like there's still so much things I can teach, but that really did a number on me for a while. Um, and then it took a while to be like, you know what? Humility, learn, grow. Who cares? You know, get past it. Look away from the haters and just and focus on what you're doing and be confident in what you're doing. But one dislike always always hits louder than a hundred likes. It's just how it is, you know. Um, but just being humble I mean, and saying, hey, what can I learn from that and getting better? But isn't that terrible? Like, isn't that the worst? Like, I I know, and it's so unfair to all the people that like our stuff because that's just a human psyche. That's not something that you and I. Yeah. only do like that's everybody you know does that but it's right. like on average like i would get one dislike to 100 likes on my youtube video but anytime there's like two dislikes to every 100 likes i'm just kind of like like i'm just like oh like what just happened like who's yeah. this one guy i need to find this person's ip address and just send them something you. in the mail like i need to do something like what just happened and it's like you know, nobody's perfect. Like, I mean, that's something that I'm working on. And and in terms of like people hating, and especially the sevens through the tens, I mean, come on, man. I mean, you probably heard all of my stories and the people cool. that I get, you know, in beef with. And it's just like, my my style is a little different because my dad was like me, uh, or I'm like my dad in many ways, where it's just like in your face. It's just, mm -hmm. a you know, train coming right at you at full speed and just you know, guns blazing. I don't care. So right. it's like that's that's just how I am because I feel like I got this weird thing where I'm just like I got to protect my people. I got to protect my flock. And it's like if I put my weapons down, then you know, if I don't protect them, they're already getting hurt. Like they're all like they're you know, there's like a real me too movement in our industry because you go to these color grading forums and everybody's being put down by these big colorists. The only thing that makes them big is that they had a hookup and they got into the industry. And another big thing is that they're just working on these massive projects. Like, okay, bring me a freaking video for like one of those top music videos and like a crazy cinematographer shooting that stuff. If I'm grading a Taylor Swift music video, I promise you it's gonna be a lot easier to grade and make that look epic compared to somebody with a shoestring budget shooting on a freaking DSLR. So it, that's the truth. Like, don't play games with me. Like, don't try to make exactly. it sound like something is a rocket science because it's just not, you know? At so, the end of the day, like, like at the end of the day, at the, like, how are the results, you know? Like, you can, you, can, you can argue all day about what's technically the right way to do things, but, but I've personally been around and, and know some, some filmmakers who, who, who aren't creative, right? They don't, they don't understand the creative process, but they understand the rules of filmmaking and they follow those to the T and they will die by those. And their, the results are crap. And it's like, cause you're missing the point. How do your results look at the end? You know, you, you may be following every rule they teach you in film school, but look at the image that you did with all those rules and look at my image. Like, right. like just don't, don't listen to that. Just, you know, learn from those things, but then at the end of the day, make sure what your results just look good. And if you're doing that in iMovie or if you're doing that in DaVinci, if the results are great, who cares where it came from? No, that blows my mind the most because it's just like, uh, this is not how they created the Joker look. I'm like, well, then send me that LUT that Jill said that her dad made who has worked in the industry forever, yeah. who's a freaking legend. And now let me just buy that LUT from him for 15 bucks, slap it on. And now I got that, you know, it's like, like you miss, I, I'm not, you're missing the point. This is my way of doing the Joker look, you know, like right. again, just missing the point. And, and I think what really got me away from the haters and like, just totally, I just don't even think about them anymore. 
um, is they just, they're, they just don't understand. They're, they're, if you're still so petty about those things that you think need to be done to create a good film, oh, if this wasn't shot on a red, like, then it's not even gonna be a good film. More than watch it. Or if, oh, this wasn't shot on this lens or edited this way, like, it's gonna be so bad. Like, if, the, if that's already in the front of their mind and they won't look past that, they've already lost. And, you, and I don't even think about them anymore. Cause it's like, and people used to say like, oh, wedding videos aren't films. Like you can't be a wedding filmmaker. I'm like, you've never seen an actual wedding filmmaker then like Ray Roman or Philip Wire. These, these people who have won awards and are the top filmmakers in the world. Like if, if you're so caught up on like what a film, I don't know. It's just, it bothers me. It used to bother me. And I'm just like, if, you, if that's your mindset, you're not going to make it. No way. And my message to everybody that is afraid to jump into social media because they're afraid of the haters, it's pretty simple. There's two types of, you know, haters. There's one that you can flip, which are basically actually confused. They'll say something, you can have a conversation and you can flip them. And it takes a little bit to just get to that point where you can read people that well. And then there's a second type of hater that is just hating, that just wants to freaking destroy you. Like just kind of shut you off and put that doubt and fear in your head to make you stop in your tracks, block. Like, I mean, I always say this one thing and I'm gonna print a shirt soon, which is it's democracy until it's not. Like that's my rule. I'm really cute, it's democracy, it's all great until it's not. Like when too much is too much, I'm gonna shut you out. You're gonna get blocked, you're not gonna get this. Like, I mean, that's it, enough, like done. Like move on because there's 7 billion people you know, 7 billion plus people on this, you know, in this world, I'm looking for the right people. That's it, you know, like just move on. You know, you can't like really spend hours and hours just like dealing with somebody that just is there to just destroy it. That's it. Dude, I, I, I used to just be so mean to people too. Like people, when they, when they start taking it personally and making it all about like personal things, I'm like, what are we talking about now? And then, then you go to their channel and they're like doing like, nature videos that are so bad and you're like why are you even like why am i arguing with you right like if, if if you if you need a mentor if you need to learn don't hate on people who are doing it better than you learn from them like grow from them parker like i i look at parker and i say like hey what, what are the strengths that i want to emulate from parker right. and what are the weaknesses that i do not want to have for parker and so that way i can grow my own way yeah. as opposed to listening to what haters say i listen to people who are influential around me you Parker, some Peter McKinnon, just so many people I, I look up to. I'm like, okay, hey, what do they do well that I want to do, and what do I not like that they do, and I won't do it. As opposed to saying like, you guys actually suck at this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just no. That's like, I mean, dude, we're going back to the whole thing of like, you know, it's your way how you look at something. Exactly. Right? Like, I mean, my like, everybody should have their moral compass. Mine is, I will not hate on anything unless like it's the absolute disaster and I have to like you know I took my car in to get an oil change and now my engine is gone like I need to replace an engine now I'm gonna leave a bad review that was terrible <laughs> what happened but you know otherwise I'm just not gonna put out bad karma that's just me I'm just gonna look the other way there are no four stars you know in my life like if the uber ride wasn't perfect but it got me from point a to b I will not give you three or four stars. That's just terrible. I will not rate you or I will give you five stars. Like I will just keep it yeah. as simple as that, Don't you know? That. Yeah, exactly. I love that. You know, so I mean, that's just my attitude. Brother, uh, we're coming to a close. Like, do you wanna do you wanna share something? I know you're working on a project. Uh, yeah. Is it a short film or is it a feature? It's a short film. I'm really excited about this one, you guys. Uh, I, last year, um, early last year before 2020, I'm really kind of started turning into a, a shit show. Um, I was like done with weddings. I was trying to move on. I was doing some things, you know, I was doing gear reviews of Parker and, and I was really trying to find what, what I was really passionate about. And I just kept thinking about what got me into it in high school with creating these like fun little short films. And I was like, I want to do one. And our course, full-time filmmaker, it's very heavy on the videography. Okay, again, titles, but videography side. Um, and one of the main complaints we got was like, well, you guys don't act teach actual filmmaking. It's like, you can apply everything to filmmaking, but I agree with what you're saying. And um, nobody really wanted to tackle that. And I was like, you know what? Like I, I want to create short films and then create course content about how to do that. But to do, to do, to teach it, I first got to do it like three, four or five times. So I planned a short film. Um, I, I flew out with my buddies from, from Georgia to act the main actor. 
Um, and we went all out, rented tons of equipment, tons of gears, locations. Um, and we just shot nonstop for three days. And I've just been so slammed with full-time filmmaker. I haven't had time to like really dive into it. So it's coming along slowly, but we're hoping to get it done this end of this month, maybe next month. Um, it's called Essence and it's a post-apocalyptic film that I'm like really, really stoked for. Um, it's coming together beautifully. We had a, we had a custom score uh, written for it. Um, the grade is turning out really sexy on it. Um, I did Foley for it myself. Like I'm just, I'm learning all the roles myself and trying to, to apply it to the, my very first one. So, so when you guys see it, um, please don't be too hard on me. It's my very first attempt at ever trying this, um, but I do want to do two, three, four more this year. But I'm, I'm very, very proud of it for my first one. I think it's, 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 it's beautiful and it's about 10 minutes long. And I just think it's, it's a cool film and I'm really excited. I'm going to share the heck out of it. I'm really excited about it. When does it come out? It's, uh, it's being sound mixed right now. I'm, I'm redoing the entire grade. I color graded it incorrectly. Um, I like the results, but then I tried doing it the proper way and I really enjoy that way. So I'm, I'm recolor grading it. Um, Foley is just about done. Sound mixing is close. Um, I was hoping for March, but it's, it's going to be definitely in April. Um, it'll be done in April and we'll have a video about it, how we made it and stuff. And so I'll send you, I'll send you a private link when I have a cut done. You do it. And that's, that's really exciting. I mean, it, you know, ultimately it's just like, what are you in a mood for today? I always say that, Hey, don't hold me to anything. Like I am a, you know, Apple fan, all things Mac, blah, blah, blah. Tomorrow, if I give a PC a try again and everything is great, I'm moving. If, if Google Pixel comes out with a phone that is just perfection and it's like, I don't need iPhone anymore. And it's like, I can send a video message to you on your iPhone and the video doesn't look like shit. If the, the day that happens, I don't care. I can move to Android. Right now, the biggest problem is anytime I, I send it. a picture or a video, it looks weird. So what I'm saying is that I'm never like loyal to one thing. Same thing goes with like, what am I in a mood for? Because so many people that I talk to, they're just like, Kazi, you know, sometimes I just don't want to color grade anymore. And I'm like, bro, that's great. Because that's why, you know, I'm a cinematographer, I'm an editor, and I'm a colorist. Like I bring in those things. Like sometimes I'll take editorial gigs. You can take a break. Mm -hmm. You know, just for a month or something. And then it gets mm -hmm. me excited to go back in color. And that's why I say like being a Renaissance man in, in 2021, like it just... I think it's essential, uh, the, the world that we live in, not to mention that, you know, you just added an additional skill, you know, to your portfolio. Right. So you, like work is slow in terms of color, take editorial gigs, whatever have you, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, brother, awesome. that's super exciting. You got to tell people your handle so they can go follow you and yeah. uh, appreciate you, man. Yeah. Follow me guys. Uh, Jake Weisler films. Uh, you just, uh, go on Kazi's story. He has tons of stories with me and, uh, I'll be posting a lot of stuff from this. So guys, I got, I got to say, first of all, brother, like seriously, just the attitude alone is just such an inspiration, man. Like seriously, just talking to you. Thanks, and I bro. really hope people that are listening, because you know, what happens is that I tell people all the time, it's like listening to your parents, right? Like you just go tone deaf. Like my dad can give me all the tips in the world, but it's like, I, I get in that zone where I'm just like, Oh my God, here comes another advice. Whereas, it's somebody else that I don't know. They, they drop some knowledge and all of a sudden it's like a eureka moment. And my dad is like, I've been freaking telling you this for the last 10 years. But, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just listening you. to you, listening to you, like, you know, just talk about these things and that mindset. And more importantly, literally, once again, you know, taking that side hustle and how to kind of methodically work on it, stay persistent, keep at it, stay humble, which is one of the biggest secret like I feel like ingredients to becoming successful it just there was so much that you cover covered here that I feel like the value is just unbelievable it's going to be an IGTV so people can watch it again um and if you recorded the audio you do send it to me because I'll need it bro I I just want to say uh like I'm, I'm honored I'm humbled to be to be on this live when you when you dm me I was just like honored I was like wow like you're someone I look up to a lot and like to anyone like listening like the key to success is just learning, like just constantly finding people to learn from who are better than you. And that's, that's the hard truth. Like find people who are better than you. And you're one of those people I look up to bro. And just like learn so much from and And I'm trying to apply as much as I can to get better. And so, and, and like, so to everyone listening, just don't stop, like follow this man's content, listen to his stuff, 
find other people, learn, grow. The world's your oyster. Like, just don't, don't stop. Love it, brother. I just can't wait. Like, you're, you're 10 years younger than me. I can't wait when you hit my age. You're going to be running the freaking world. Love you, brother. I look like I'm 20. See you, bro. All right. Bye. All right, guys. This does it for this week. It was amazing. Thank you, Jake, once again. Thanks for everybody for showing up. Thanks for your questions. I had so many more questions to ask him, but the thing is that I will ask him a question and he would answer seven of the questions here. So he pretty much covered everything and then some. So appreciate you guys for joining in and uh, I'm going to be back next week. If you have any suggestions for a topic, DM me or uh, I'm going to be making stories just like reply to those stories. And uh, guys, until next time, much love. And guys, thank you so much for sticking around till the end. Please leave a five-star review and make sure you're following this channel. I will see you in the next episode.